Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 27, Getting Out of Enmeshment. When we are enmeshed, we aren't allowed to express our individuality and we aren't even capable of focusing on ourselves. We're overly concerned with other people and we think that we're involved in life, but we're really not involved in our own life. We're involved in other people's lives. I want to acknowledge that some of us don't want to give up our focus on another person because we fear we won't know who we are if we don't have an addict or a dysfunctional person in our lives. We don't know how to live unless we have an addict to please or to complain about. And I am living proof that you can get past that because that was me before recovery. I've had a lot of conversations with fellows in recovery about being enmeshed. And typically what I hear people say is things like, I don't have boundaries, or I don't even know what a boundary is, or I don't know how to set them. Or even when I set a boundary, I don't hold it. So I want to talk about enmeshment today. And I'm going to mention boundaries just a little bit, but I want to wait to, to do a podcast on boundaries because I'm doing some pretty extensive research on boundaries and there's a lot of information out there. What I'm working on creating is something that will be really comprehensive, but also concise because most people don't want to read a whole fucking book about boundaries. They want to know why do I need them on, under what circumstances, how do I set them and force them and maintain them? That's what people want to know. And most of the stuff out there that I've seen about boundaries is not really geared towards people in recovery because the expectation is that all you have to do is read some scripted phrases and you're good boundary set. These sources often say things like use clear, concise language and be firm. Just say, if you do X, I'm going to do Y. And that's all there is to it. But here's the thing, people before recovery, I simply could not do that. If I could have done that, I would have done that. Before I came into recovery, I simply didn't have the wherewithal to say something like that. And I don't think I'm the only one. In fact, I know that I'm not. In fact, setting a boundary with certain people just didn't even seem like an option for me. I've heard it said that when it comes to 12-step programs that have to do with other people and our relationships with them, setting boundaries is the equivalent of setting down the substance in substance abuse programs. So in those programs, it doesn't say put down the substance in the steps, but clearly you cannot recover without putting it down. And the same is true with recovery programs that deal with people and relationships. The steps don't say set boundaries, but you're not going to recover in those programs if you don't set boundaries. Now I want to talk about enmeshment because sometimes people who come from enmeshed relationships don't even know it. The relationship may look on the surface like intimacy when it's actually enmeshment. So here are some ways you can tell. Enmeshed relationships have recurring unhealthy patterns and there are rigid roles. These recurring patterns enable toxic behavior and don't allow for individuality. In enmeshed relationships, when people feel like they want to individually, excuse me, individuate from the person or the family or the system, they feel either like they're a failure or that they've betrayed the person or the relationship. 
If someone does try to become an individual, that is violate the rigid role they've been assigned or taken on, then typically guilt is used to sanction the person for trying to be an individual, for trying to create their own identity outside what was prescribed for them. In enmeshed relationships, boundaries are very permeable and limits just don't exist. If we're in enmeshed relationships, we're defined by the relationships and not by our individuality. Being defined by a relationship rather than for oneself is not psychologically healthy. In enmeshed relationships, certain behaviors and roles are expected and encouraged, and there's a lack of appropriate privacy. And I want to make the distinction here between privacy and secrecy. Secrecy has an element of shame involved in it, whereas privacy has to do with boundaries and is healthy. So you get to decide for yourself what you want to keep private. In an enmeshed or unhealthy relationship, If you feel like you want to meet your own needs, it may very well trigger anxiety, shame, and guilt. Psychologically healthy people don't feel guilty for trying to be their own person. Characteristics of enmeshed relationships include neglecting yourself and your other relationships. Your contentment relies on your relationship with the other person rather than in your own self, your own life. Your esteem is contingent on the relationship. So if you have a conflict in that relationship, then that can lead to extreme anxiety. You feel compelled to fix whatever the problem is at whatever the cost. And usually the other person's feelings become your feelings. If you want to get out of enmeshed relationships, you may very well need to get professional help, such as a psychologist, a social worker, a marriage and family therapist. But there are things you can do on your own. And I know this because I've done it through my recovery process. It was helpful to have a therapist at the same time, but I've been in therapy since my adolescence. So for me, therapy just wasn't enough. To begin getting out of enmeshed relationships, you're going to have to differentiate yourself from the other person because getting out of enmeshed relationships is really about being connected to who you are, creating your own differentiated individual identity. So you want to connect with yourself by doing things you enjoy. And if you don't know what you enjoy, then you're probably enmeshed with others. So you might want to start trying out different things that you've always been interested in as a way to figure out who you are. What I found helpful in the beginning of getting out of my enmeshed relationships was to start by setting really small boundaries, less significant boundaries that only I knew about. For example, I used to feel like I had to open an email from my ex as soon as I saw it. It didn't feel like an option to not open it immediately. So I started by realizing I get to decide when I will open that email. The way I thought of it was, I don't have the psychic space right now to deal with that. So I'm going to wait until I have the psychic space. Waiting to open the email until I determined was the right time was a tiny little boundary I set for myself. Now, don't get me wrong. It was not easy. And I obsessed about it for a while. Then I got caught up in other things and forgot about it. 
over time, I was able to not open his emails at all. And then later I ended up blocking him. But that was a process that took several months. And getting help from other people was extremely helpful. They'd say things like, keep your hands away from the keyboard. Talking to other people while I was doing this and saying, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I want to do. What do you think? Because I couldn't use my broken brain to fix my broken brain. So I got help from other people. And that included running things by them before I did them. For planned interactions that involved my setting of boundaries with people that were likely to be difficult situations, I included bookending the interaction. So for those of you who don't know what bookending is, it's a technique we often use in recovery where before you do something difficult, you tell someone else, hey, I'm about to do this difficult thing. So you could tell them either on a phone call or via text. It really just depends on how difficult it is and how much support you need. And then when you're done doing the difficult thing, you report back to them and you say, I did it. And that way, one, you kind of hold yourself accountable to do the thing that you said you're going to do. And two, you know that there's at least one other human being out there in the world who knows where you are and what you're doing and what you're going through. So you feel connected. Remember that isolation is one thing that everybody in recovery is really good at and that we are obsessive and compulsive in isolation, but we heal in community. So being connected to someone else when you're doing something really difficult is extremely helpful. If the idea of asking someone to help you with this process seems impossible for you because you're not used to reaching out and asking for help, you might want to listen to episode nine of my podcast where I talk about my number two tool of recovery, which is reaching out to others. Before recovery, even thinking of reaching out to ask for help made me feel like I was going to die at first. And I'm not exaggerating. In fact, for much of my life, the idea of reaching out for help just didn't even occur to me. It was not an option. So if that's how you feel, you're not alone. And you can change that. I am living proof. So to begin getting out of enmeshed relationships, you want to start with something small and work your way up. And you want to reach out for help and support with other people in recovery. So here's another example of starting small. If you always go to Thanksgiving at your parents' house and your partner is really upset because you haven't visited their family on Thanksgiving for the last three years, you could say to your family, listen, I know you really want us to come on Thanksgiving and we'd really like to see you too. My partner's family really wants us to see them too. And we haven't seen them for the last three Thanksgivings. So we're going to spend Thanksgiving with them. Then we'll come to your place for dessert. And next year we'll spend Thanksgiving with you. So in this example, you've done a number of things. One, you've made it clear that you understand what they want, which is for you to come to Thanksgiving. Two, you've been kind and gentle and not put them on the defensive by saying something like, I feel trapped. Because if they get defensive, they're likely to get angry and or passive aggressive, which you certainly don't want, especially not the first time you're trying to become your own person. 
Those are the kinds of dysfunctional behaviors that support and match relationships, defensiveness, anger, passive aggressiveness, laying guilt trips, shame, etc. So you want to do what you can to avoid triggering them without walking on eggshells and while still voicing your desires. So one of the keys is that you don't want to put the other person on the defensive. Now, three, you've told them exactly what you want. And four, you've given them something, which is we're going to come for dessert. And also we're going to come over next year. To recap, you want to start small to practice setting boundaries in low stakes situations. Get used to that and then progress from there. Stay connected to yourself and your preferences and stay connected to other people who are supportive of you. Perhaps by bookending the conversation you have with the person you've been enmeshed with. Because getting out of enmeshed relationships is really about being connected to who you are, creating your own differentiated individual identity and living a life that is on purpose for yourself. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life. Like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.